Hello and welcome to St. Louis City Press and International Friendly. Not joining us today is Drew Wolfson, who is in Colorado to see this game. I think solely for that reason, maybe somewhat to do with having lived there. His car is in my driveway with Colorado plates. He has some ties to the area. Joining me to discuss the soccer is Patrick Stark. Hello. Nathan Halley. Hello, and I would like to give a shout out to Justin and Scott from work, who both talked to me about the podcast today. Ooh, if anyone from work talked to me about the podcast, I'm on record. I would shut it down. I would disappear. Our man from Hanoi, Chris Hoff. Hello, everyone. I'm also happy to report that we have some new Hanoi-based listeners. Shout out to Sun. If anyone listened to the last podcast, my views on listeners are on record. But I guess we'll have to deal with that. Phil, I would like you to know that I have explicitly tried to get people to not listen to the podcast. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you to the listeners. But, you know. <laughs> All right. Still riding that high off of last week's game. Do we have any additional thoughts having rewatched it? I think everyone has rewatched it. I did. I rewatched the first half and the second half up through our fifth goal. It felt more nerve-wracking on the rewatch than it did live. There were long periods in that first half that I felt like there were chances. Just even knowing the ending, I was nervous watching it. I actually felt pretty nervous live for the point of time between Stroud and our second goal. And and rewatching it, I think I think confirmed to me that Cincinnati is a good team. They played well. We converted our chances. I mean, we were we were clinical in in taking advantage of our advantages. Cincinnati certainly wasn't a bad team. I think I said on the last podcast and I'll stand by it that that score is maybe not fair to to the quality of them, but we'll take it. Will will they even get a run at us again before the final? No. We do not play them again. All right. Later on a different podcast we can discuss how it kind of sucks that we're in the Western Conference. Gateway to the West. I don't think anyone here explicitly agrees with you on that. Fine, we'll talk about that. If we were in the Eastern Conference, we'd have Chicago, Nashville, Columbus, Cincinnati. Like, There's this core there of teams that we could really build rivalries against and, and go to. Instead, we're traveling out to California and to Cascadia a lot. We do have Minnesota. Colorado, both somewhat, somewhat nearby. 10-hour drive, 15-hour drive. Your point being that we, we'd have more chances to go to away games and support the team uh, in rivalries that formed. I think natural rivalries develop strongest based on location. I mean, there's an entire term in English soccer for it. So it's sad that we can't have our, our six natural der- derbies, but it's okay. Is that the term? Yeah, Darby. Spelled D-E-R-B-Y. There's no solution because the conferences are already imbalanced and it would be silly for anyone else to be in the West. We are the Western most. We would be the Western most team in the Eastern Conference. So you'd need two teams further West than us for it to make sense. I think fundamentally you need to blame the geography of the United States for this. I blame the geography of the United States for a lot of things, actually. Fair enough. And I would argue that two of our biggest rivals are in the West, being Kansas City and 
the upcoming game against Colorado. Are we calling Colorado a rival? Is there anything in the history of our city and their owner that could perhaps lead to a rivalry? I can't think of anything. Who could possibly know such things? Nothing comes to mind. Uh, who is that owner? Uh, I God, he does he is it the same guy that owns Arsenal? Arsenal. That would make no sense. Why would someone own Arsenal and the Colorado Rapids? They must really love soccer. Well, it's not just that, right? There's... He also owns a professional basketball team, among other sports franchises. It also doesn't make sense because one of those soccer teams is quite good. And it is my understanding that Colorado is not such a great soccer team. Well, we don't want to jinx ourselves. You see, he let his son take over at Arsenal, and he's making all the shot, calling all the shots now. So they're actually spending some money, whereas the standard fare has been to just let them sort of starve on the vine in whatever league that they play in. And that happened for years at Arsenal. And they didn't have the Arsene Wenger magic to hold it together for after a certain point. We're making allusions. Some of our listeners, who you guys claim exist, may not realize that the Colorado Rapids are owned by one Stan Cranky, the owner of the previously St. Louis Rams, responsible for moving them to Los Angeles, responsible for giving a large amount of money to the city of St. Louis as a result. I have a question. Is that how you think his name is actually pronounced? Cranky. Okay. So I'm actually conflicted now that you said that because there's actually an argument to be made that if the Rams don't leave, we don't get St. Louis City. We definitely don't get the Battlehawks, I don't think. True. But I think it was in the void of the Rams leaving that there was the excitement and civic pride generated enough to finally push the Taylor family into sports ownership, which they had historically never done so maybe we owe a big thank you to stan Kroenke. oh my god i think we're allowed to hold both thoughts in our head simultaneously we're allowed to hate him without giving him any credit for the void that has allowed st louis city to thrive just to be clear we are all highly emotionally compromised by the departure and the nature of the departure of the rams among other things among other things a a long laundry list of personal, emotional compromises. I wouldn't want the 18 listeners to think that we're completely emotionally stable, except for sports. I think the sports are a reflection of emotional instability elsewhere. All right. You mentioned Colorado, the Rapids, not being the strongest team. What is their record so far? One win, four draws, three losses. That's a lot of draws. It is. A surprising amount. As a fan of St. Louis City, I'm not sure I understand the concept of a draw. I would simply win the game. Exactly. Seems like a better approach. So if we remember a few weeks ago, I accidentally sort of watched them in preparation for the Minnesota game and said that they looked dangerous on attack. I'm also on the record as saying I, my analysis should be ignored. I, I was reading some stuff before this, and someone on Twitter was saying that they really like to sit back and just like soak the attack and counter which i hesitate because that does not seem to play well to our style of wanting to sit back and soak up and counter no that's potentially our kryptonite uh they held lafc to a zero zero draw which is impressive 
They played well against Seattle, I think. 2-2 against Charlotte. And it's at home. At altitude. At altitude, although... Mile high. How? What's the altitude of Salt Lake City? About 1,000 feet lower than Denver. Okay. Noticeable, but I'm not going to get too worried after watching how we played in Salt Lake. And we'll have Drew there to counteract the cheers from the home crowd. He should be sufficient. Yeah. Drew can single-handedly hold down the support of the entire team. So I, I should have done more research. That's the theme of the pre-pods. But I had already watched them, and I just don't think they're that great a team, although four draws, maybe they are good at sitting back and just soaking, which which that's going to be a problem for us. It could be. And I do think watching some of their, you know, I didn't watch the entire games, but they they have uh, some pretty dangerous set-piece options as well so they they do look like they can make stuff happen off of set pieces and off of corners they seem to draw a lot of corners we give up a lot of fouls so there's you know every chance that that they could certainly have opportunities in this game they are massively underperforming their expected goals by about half is this the pod where we learn what xg is by half yeah well they've only scored five goals all season We've scored five goals this week. What's our exp- we're we're like way overperforming. We are overperforming. Yeah. So what happens when when the two meet? Is it like matter and antimatter? Should be a good game. All the games are good. Well, the Seattle game wasn't a good game. I watched a clip of oh god, what was it? This is this is how sad my life is. It was the clip of some English second League Two game from several years ago. Sure. Where, like, with 10 minutes left, one team was winning 2 nothing, but because of other scores, the team that was winning was going to get promoted, and the team that was, or the team that was losing was going to get promoted, and the team that was winning was going to stave off relegation as long as they won. So for 10 minutes, both teams literally just stood there. That's what I'm predicting for this game. Both teams will just stay in their halves, waiting for the other team to make a move, but neither one wants to. No, I predict St. Louis is going to go after it. They're hungry. They want those goals. Probably throw some elbows. There will be elbows thrown. I mean, Klaus needs a goal. He wants to get back on the board. He really wanted to get back on the board last week. Exactly. He was, like, desperate at the end there. Back to a previous segment when we were talking about rewatching. He did really well, despite not scoring a goal. I thought he had a, a big influence on the match. There's a, there's a team that puts out like football manager-type ratings. or Not a team, like a Twitter site that puts out football manager-type ratings of the, the team after the game, which, if you don't know, six is completely average, and it goes up to, does it go up to 10? Maybe it goes up to 9. They had class at like a 7.5, which I agree with. I thought he did... 7.5 football manager scale good that game, which was probably better than I would have said in the stadium. That's a definitely a completely understandable and relevant way of ranking. I thought Leuven on the rewatch had a better game than I thought he had in the stadium. Yeah, makes my text message that I sent out look even stupider, where I said that it seemed like he was actively trying to avoid getting called up to the national team. I think a lot of what he does is quickly forgotten because the action of the game moves on uh, and that's even if it's seen in the first place did you know that he is tied for second in tackles 
one league wide right now. Wow. No. I love the deep stats. Doing some defensive duty in the midfield as well. Speaking of St. Louis's lineup, what are we expecting lineup wise? I'd really love it if we saw the same starting lineup again. I think that's a good lineup for us. Uh, yeah, I would be surprised if it changed from from that last game. Are we going to be saving anybody for the cup game on Tuesday? That's not how that works. I think there's a lot of people, a lot of young guys on the bench who are looking forward to that chance, and I would seriously expect Coach Carnell to to reward their patience and and play a lot of the 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 bench squad in in the cup games. That's how that works. It's going to be Celio's chance to thrive. I saw a guy on Twitter talking about how how in love with Celio he is. I felt seen because I really like that guy. Was it you? <laughs> no, no, it wasn't me. But was it your tattoo artist? No, tattoo artist. Uh, no concept of what soccer is. Hmm. I get surprised. I run into a fair amount of people who are like, "Oh yeah, we we have a soccer team." It's so taken over my life that um. It's always a little surprising when you run into someone who's just completely oblivious. Back to the the lineup, I I would expect. I really, I really hope it's the same. I thought that was good. I can't think of anyone on the bench who I would like to see. There does seem to be this thing where when we start away ga- when we have away games, we start Perez. So maybe Carnell will play him. Although I think the cup match would be a really like a much better use of him so that's what i was referring to you save perez you let you know you don't need to give him a start here you give him the start of the cup game uh ostrock maybe you could see starting but but no i yeah, I, think... I wouldn't mind like an ostrock over a vasilev i don't know how i feel about vasilev what are what are our thoughts about vasilev you should definitely be pro vasilev yeah he's he's very important he is very important yeah he is he's everywhere he runs all game he's always involved in turning over balls in the midfield, helping to get the ball forward. So am I just wrong about our midfield? Because I think about it and I'm like, well, Leuven is good. Alm, we're, we're, this pod is Alm's biggest supporter, I think. Alm might be my favorite player. I did crunch the numbers in, in the, the, the time since the last game, and he is still leading our progressive passes received category above the other candidates, which would be Nico and Klaus at 7.94 per 90 minutes. Do you have the Klaus and Nico numbers on that? Compared to Nico's 7.32 and Klaus's 7.37. Progressive passes received per 90 minutes. I'm totally blanking. Who's our left winger? It was Stroud last week. Are you thinking of Stroud? Stroud. Yeah. So also, like I, every one of our midfielders I like, and yet I sit there every week saying, why are we having such a hard time transitioning from back to front through the midfield? Maybe it's because they're good in other ways and not necessarily Kevin De Bruyne. Although someone was comparing Leuven to Kevin De Bruyne. So don't listen to me. Literally anything I say, believe the opposite of listeners. Is it just the way that our style looks on the field? It could be. Sounds good. So Phil, you brought up an interesting point since we're talking about you know tactical construction where do we think Firmino slips in when he signs for the team does he replace Joe Akini an an important topic uh that would be my guess but there there are plenty of options I mean he could 
he could replace anybody, frankly. It is the life of the soccer fan to fantasize about what X given player will do and play on your team. Perhaps you have seen the famous television show Ted Lasso and the Zava plot. We are now getting that in real life. And I think, honest to God, if you put him up front with Klaus, I think we win the league. I also don't know what winning the league means. As long as we accept that there's a 0% chance of this happening. Us winning the league or us getting Firmino? Both. I think getting Firmino. Firmino. There's, there is a chance of us winning. I'm not going to go on record as what that chance is. Non-zero. Are we defining winning the league as like winning the playoffs? Yes. And then winning the supporter shield, we call winning the supporter shield. I believe that is the proper American way. I would agree. It's going to take me some time to adjust to that way of thinking. I still have yet to understand the playoffs, having never supported a team that's participated in it. I can't wrap my head around how exciting that will be. Well, and they changed it this year, so I don't think anyone understands. That's true. How did they change it? For those of our listeners and hosts who do not know. They added more teams. Sure. There's now a play-in game for the eighth spot, basically. And the first round is best of three instead of best of two, home and away. I believe it is a best of three situation. So we got a baseball thing going on? Which I don't believe is happening anywhere else in the footballing world. <laughs> no, this is 100% copying Major League Baseball, where there's a play-in game, and then a wild card series, and then... Is it a wild card series or a wild card game? I'm, I'm very on record as opposing the one-shot wild card game too much pressure. Well, that's what the play-in game is. And then I think Chris just said, then there's a three-game series. Oof. I hope we don't end up in this play-in game, whatever that means. Then you need to be seventh or above. Okay, let's do it. I'm let's a really city. big fan of a table. And if you're at the top, you win. Nah, it's boring at the end of it. And then it if just... you're in third, then you enter a playoff to see if you get to get promoted. That's what we call a foregone conclusion. That makes it boring. Tell that to the Premier League. Aren't the most beautiful things in life boring? Do I have examples? I was going to say soccer. (laughs) (laughs) Do not watch, or sorry, do not listen (laughs) to this podcast. (laughs) No, actually, I would argue baseball, which I think can be boring, but is also beautiful. Mm, Agree to disagree. To the boring to part? part? No. <laughs> part. <laughs> oh, leave that open to interpretation. All right. Going to Colorado. The team heads out tomorrow. Tomorrow, which is Friday. Anything else before we get to score predictions? I want to hear if there's been any Red Star updates. Let's hear it. We won our most recent game in a nail-biter. 1-0 against the team directly above us mind you i think we i think we swapped places with them and moved into fourth place Uh, we still have one team to overtake to get into the third place uh, position for our champions league hopes and we play them in uh in early may but this was an important battle it's a team we hadn't beat in 
I want to say three years. So the victory felt especially sweet because of that. So we're on a nice run in the second half of the season. We just got two games to go, perhaps a third if it actually gets rescheduled and the other team doesn't forfeit. That was that wedding cancellation scenario I talked to you about before. Uh, But if we win our two games remaining, we will make, I think we need one other very likely result to go our way and we will uh, move into third and claim the Champions League position. And how was our big man's performance to give us some insight into Klaus's performance before we make our predictions? I was, I think, probably a close, a very close second in man of the match voting. Uh, Didn't score, but kept the clean sheet. And I believe I assisted the goal. I don't actively remember assisting the goal. It, I jumped really high and the ball grazed the back of my head and then redirected slightly and landed at the feet of the person who eventually finished it. So I was credited with the assist. I'm happy with that. Can we maybe get a video sometime of a Red Star game so that we can do a post-match XG calculation for you? I can think of nothing that would make you happier. I would love that. I would love all of the many hours of labor that would entail on your behalf. Yes. How many people do you guys get at a your typical Red Star match? Well, at least 22 people, I would assume. Fans. Oh. Ideally. Sometimes it's less. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, the weather's the weather's improving here in Hanoi, and I think we were we were pretty close to double digits on our side. Can't account for the opponents, but I think that's, we brought about pretty nine good. or nine or ten. That's similar to our listener count, so we're tracking. All right. Well, as goes Red Star, so goes City. Let's go. Uh, I'll go ahead then and jump out with the one nothing City prediction. What else do we have? Nathan Halley. Can you come back to me? Ooh, it's always a game of who wants to go first. Patrick Stark. Uh, I'm going to go 2-1 City. All right. Chris Hoff. I'm going to go 3-1 City. Um, I think we will get our goals. Maybe Colorado will regress to the norm a little bit in terms of their XG and get a goal. But... uh, I don't see how we can look backwards or be pessimistic at this point in our season. Nathan Halley. I'm going to go, and I mean this seriously, I'm going to go 6-2 City with a hat trick from our boy Klaus. Oh, we got Drew in Colorado, but making sure we still predict a Klaus hat trick. <laughs> I want Shout out to Drew. Some big Drew energy there. Who, just for the record, uh, there is no sponsor for this trip. So if anyone wants to retroactively sponsor Drew's journalistic endeavors, feel free. Uh, I believe the total cost of this trip works out to roughly $88 based on what I, my information. So if each one of our listeners <laughs> gives us $5, I believe we can cover... We would have $5. <laughs> Most of the listeners share a checkbook with someone on the pod. Is that is that accurate? <laughs> or are 12. Right. Uh, the plan is to have Drew on, uh, is it from the field? Yeah. Yeah, I believe on location. He's going to be interviewing Klaus after the hat trick from the, from the pitch. Expect some fairly low audio quality from Drew on the post-game pod. 
but he'll make up for it with excitement and passion. That's right. Fans, please do not send us money, but please do drop a comment uh, on our podcast on one of the many platforms it appears on. Please, please yeah, we'd- give us some feedback. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, we'd love to hear some recommendations for future segments. Uh, one of our listeners asked for more discussion of soccer, less vibes. I don't think we came through with that this time around, but maybe next time. But said listener also said that they were very confused by the Wednesday minute, which we have left out. There you go. So we do we, respond we to fan requests. And here's a soccer stat for you. Parting gift for, for that one particular listener. Do you know who's leading the league in percentage of aerial duels one. Ooh, let's hear it. I want to hear your guesses. Jared Stroud. It is not Jared Stroud. I'm not even sure who to expect here. Um, was oh, it Tim Parker? Tim Parker. Oh, that's a great guess. Uh, but this player has a 100% aerial duels one rate. <laughs> <laughs> What's the count on that, would you say? He has won eight aerial duels and not lost a single one. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Uh, Hebert. John Nelson. John Nelson is actually has a less than 50% aerial duels one win rate. But so, quality in other parts of his game. Fair no, enough. it is Roman Berkey. It is Roman Berkey, our keeper. Ooh. I don't know how they really how does that even can justify that. Does I that don't count know. if you just know. punch them? Uh, it feels like this was a trick, trick question. It was a little bit of a trick question. It's like bringing a gun to a knife yeah. fight. I think it justifies his salary, though. I mean, that's the kind of statistic that you almost can't even pay for. Can't pay for it. Much like knives. <laughs> knives cannot be purchased. Knives are priceless. Uh, correct. All right. With that, we will see whose score prediction comes correct. Maybe 6-2 City. Patrick for I Klaus. Guess, oh, we won't have Patrick on the post game. We might. Uh, I may arrive having only seen about eight minutes of the game. This is my final curling match of the season uh, as I have opted out of next week's match to watch our home game against the Portland Timbers, which let's not get ahead of Are ourselves. Are you going to stack some brooms after that? No, no. I'm going to immediately run to my car and... Are you going to pick it up on. live or are you going to try to go full dark mode and watch it from the beginning? There'll be too much stuff on my phone. I'm going to go live and then immediately review it pending podcast potentials. You want to stick a stick a headphone in your ear? We'll give you a live play-by-play through the game. I am considering it, but I feel like this game is going to require my complete focus, my curling my curling is going to require my complete focus. Can you get them to put Y98 on at the rink and listen to the antics of one Joey's Anaboni? Like they did at the stadium last week? <laughs> uh, apparently, did you guys hear that? Like, no. I feel like we were looking around saying, what is that crazy noise? Apparently, they were blasting Y98 because the Apple feed went out. So there were there were large speakers in other locations of the stadium blasting Y98, overpowering even the supporter drums from word on the Facebook page. 
all right well with that we will talk again saturday night see you guys then all right guys well looking forward to it as always <laughs>